you haven't seen anything like Ocu 2020. Primrose Leaf brings you the ultimate optimal eye support formula, containing more than 12 natural ingredients specifically designed and formulated to improve and maintain the health of your eyes. Ocu 2020 may help with the prevention of cataracts and macular degeneration, providing antioxidants specific for your eyes, and proper ocular pressure for those with glaucoma. Don't let the windows to your world be less than their best. Get Ocu 2020 today and start to see things in a whole new way. 844-376-0007 or primroseleaf.com. Sarah Booth is a Canadian-born, classically trained actor, and she is a regular on the smash hit eight-episode series, Three Pines, on Amazon Prime from the producers of The Crown. And she has also appeared as a guest star on Law & Order SVU on NBC, Star Trek Discovery on Paramount+, and Heartland on the CBC, as well as Transplant and American Horror Story. And you have to see her performance in the incredible single-take feature film, Last Call, which is truly a lesson in filmmaking. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the star of Three Pines, playing Agent Yvette Nicole, the wonderfully delightful Sarah Booth. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, you are, well, let me ask you this right off the bat. Are you amazed how Three Pines has become this smash hit across the country? I, I knew we had a special show, but it's just so reassuring and wonderful to have the feedback from many, many different parts of the world, just loving it and, and binging it and rewatching it. It's just, it's been a wonderful experience. Yeah, it's a fan, you know, I, when I watch a series and, and I've seen all eight episodes, I also like to watch a little bit of, you know, how it was filmed and, and looking at all of the, the elements because that's what creates the story. But for you, you know, what attracted you to the role of Yvette in Three Pines? Well, the first thing that attracted me to the role was just receiving the audition breakdown and seeing, you know, uh, who was behind this project. The the character was very close to home being French Canadian. So as soon as I read all that information, I, I had to go down the rabbit hole and discover who Louise Penny was because I, I wasn't aware of her book series. So once I discovered that at the time there were 17 books, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to... I need to, you know, read up about these characters and these stories. And um, yeah, I just was so excited to be part of a series that would take place, you know, an hour away from my hometown. So once I, you know, got all the information and figured out all the, uh, the creative people behind the project, I was just more than excited to audition for the role. And about a month later, I heard that they enjoyed my audition and I was blown away. I couldn't, even now I watch the television series and I'm like, I can't believe I'm a part of this. This is so very cool. Now, is there an element of the character of Yvette? Is, are there elements in which you had freedom to add to her character or was the character presented to you pretty much in a straightforward manner in which you needed to portray? In the books, she's a little bit different, a little bit more stubborn, rude, hard-headed, I would say. And in the series, they kept her essence, but they asked her to be a little bit more eager, awkward, accident-prone, um, more in that direction. So I had fun. I was able to build a character 
not from scratch, but, you know, really add a lot of my own interpretation to it. And once I worked the character with the creators of the show, we really found this, you know, just the perfect event that everyone was happy with. And I was just so excited to bring my background to this character, French Canadian, small town, you know, growing up with uh, Fringlish, English, French. So I was able to bring a lot of that to this character and, and throw in a lot of, you know, French words and, and just things that, you know, I'm like, oh, this is so Quebec. This is so what I grew up with. So I was really happy that I could do that with her. You know, in the very first episode and in the very first meeting between your character and the character played by Alfred Molino, Molina. And it's a very, uh, what, almost a quirky exchange. Was there, it, it was almost like a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a battle of wheels right off the bat. Did I get that yeah. right? Yes, definitely. I would say she's probably very misinterpreted. Uh, I think she's very socially awkward. She has kind of a one track mind, you know, she wants to impress this rock star detective, get her job done. And, you know, I think her dream is to be part of this team and to be a detective. So just the opportunity. And I think the circumstances of what just happened just creates this kind of awkward, very, like you said, like this little, you know, just kind of bumbling experience. But I think what I like about their relationship together is that Gamash really, I feel like he discovers things and uh, solves crimes in a very unconventional way. And so does Yvette. Not the same unconventional way, but I think he recognizes that within her, that she just has a different way of going around things, a different way of interacting with people that can lead to some really interesting discoveries. Yeah, one of the uh, the scenes in one of the episodes, and I'm not going to say which episode because, ladies and gentlemen, you you there's five, there's four different there's four different stories, but there are two ongoing stories that begin in episode one, and then you'll see what happens in episode eight. I'm not giving that away, mm -hmm. but uh, what I noticed about Yvette, Sarah, was that in one of the episodes, uh, she really came into her light. She she came into um, that, um, that establishment called BCOM and where, where, you know, all of, you know, all the agents have set up shop there and you bring in a laptop and you wanted to share something that you had found. And then, you know, Gamash really seemed to, uh, listen and was in, impressed with what Yvette had found. And I think right then and there, there was a little bit of, he instantly gained, some respect and saw that you were really learning to be an agent. Yeah, and I think he he appreciates that and and he's probably one of the only, you know, higher ups that takes the time to listen to her maybe. And I think she, you know, she feels that. She she can feel that when someone when someone's taking her seriously and when someone sees potential in her. And I really felt what's so funny is that this shoot for me was such a parallel experience with my character because this was the first time that I had a big role throughout a whole series. And, you know, when I was doing the callback with the director and the producer, they're saying, you, you know, your character, she just wants to be part of the team. She just wants to do what she loves and like learn from the best. And I was like, <laughs> like, 
exactly what I want to do with you guys. You know, I just want to be part of this team. I want to learn from the best. And um, so it was funny. I was really able to mirror that experience throughout the whole shoot. You know, like who was the rock star on set? Alfred Molina, you know? So just learning from him as an actor really kind of gave me that feeling of like, oh, this is, this is really what she feels like right now. She just wants to be like part of the gang, you know? Yeah, and with and what I love about Three Pines is that I love all of the characters. They each have their own role to play, but they they all mesh together so well. And even with, uh, I guess, a bit of the mysterious chaos that is going on, Alfred Molina's character is the only one that truly brings this this calming effect, and in a way, kind of slowing it all down uh, to, to kind of give really the viewers uh, the opportunity to think about, you know, the crime, to think about the whodunit. And this is why I love Three Pines so much is because it's the perfect whodunit. And the way that the writers, the director filmed it, they never, ever give you a hint as to who the perpetrator is. So you're left guessing till the final moments, which I really loved because, you know, a lot of us that love to watch crime dramas, you're thinking, oh, so-and-so did it. And then you find out it was somebody else, but they never let on who the guilty one is. And that's why I love the series so much. So every ending of a crime is always a surprise. Yeah, and I think Louise Penny did such a great job with that when I read, I'm up to book nine right now. I started reading before the series and then continued after because I would get all the storylines confused. But I, a same, you know, by the end of a book, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Like she just, she crafts it so well. And it's for such a great emotional layered reason. And I think that's what, like you said, is so special about this series is that the problem or like, the issue doesn't revolve around the detective. It's not an, a detective that's having, you know, addiction issues or, or you know, his marriage is falling apart or X, Y, Z. And I feel like his, his, um, I guess, view on the crimes is is not through, you know, a damaged lens. He's really viewing these crimes through a very grounded, uh, level-headed. Um, but also interesting way. And I think that that's really fun for people to watch because, you know, we do tend to jump to, oh, it's that person. It has to be that person. It's always the husband. It's da da da. But I think, you know, like just going throughout the journey with all the characters, it's, you can see how all their brains work, you know, and how they can all bring something to the table. Yeah. And, and I think one of the, the characters that is kind of in the shadows in this whole series but really plays a major part. And ladies and gentlemen, when you watch the series Three Pines, you have to pay attention to the one character that I really thought kind of brought it together towards the end. And I'm not gonna say uh, what eight, uh, episode eight is, but, but uh, you know, Agent Gamache's wife plays a very vital role, but almost in a very silent way, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I found that very um, intriguing, but at the same time, it really laid claim to his own personal story. 
which is why he which is why he walks and conducts himself with such grace and compassion with all the other characters exactly yes yes once you discover a little bit more about Gamash, you it, that's such a great way of putting it is that he has so much compassion and empathy for people and i think what really you know what really gets him ticking is not who did it it's why that like that's what he really wants to figure out is even when they figure out who did it they they need to figure out why why did you do this and i just think his view on all people can be good and bad we all have it within us and that opens up the possibility to all the readers and all the television series viewers that anybody could could do this and that's scary in real life to think of too but we all have moments of ooh, i can't believe i thought that you know and it's just uh it's so human and i think that's why we can all relate to it so well is that we've all had those little tiny moments of like <laughs> well and he says it and he says it in the series i know at least twice he may have said it at least three times to where he's talking to a character and every time a particular character will go no i didn't do it no i, I didn't kill them there's no way i would ever do something like that but he always comes back and he says if you're pushed far enough you can or you will are you are capable of and that really kind of got to me that you know he looks at it as every person can be brought to that very point to what we would call a point of no return from anger or from harming someone and you know the series as great as it is there's a lot of things that really get you to think yes and i think that's what's so interesting it is a it is a whodunit but it's such a character driven drama that, uh, you know, the fans just fall in love with these characters and just every murder hope it's not their favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you forged great friendships with the rest of the cast? Yes. With Anna, who you're going to speak with, she is just absolutely wonderful. We hang out a lot when I'm in Toronto and Elmaya Tailfeathers, we got very close during the shoot as well because we were together most of the time uh, during our scenes. And really like everyone in the cast, what's fun is that I knew so many of the actors before we started shooting as well because they cast a lot of local Montreal actors in uh, the roles of the villagers and also for the indigenous roles. So I was really lucky that I knew a lot of people and I also knew most of the crew because in Montreal when you work on sets in Montreal you tend to see a lot of the same people so it's really fun to just you know come back home and work with uh, many different actors and creative people that, that I've met on my journey so well what is you know being a um, a a regular character on a series what's the biggest thing you've learned from this experience with Three Pines I've learned that it's a marathon so, you know, when you're used to going to a set for a certain job, maybe for a day or for a week, you're like, okay, let's go every day. You're so excited. And then, you know, throughout a five month shoot, you're like, okay, like you got to conserve your energy. You got to take care of yourself. You have to prioritize, you know, what you're doing right now. And also one thing that I learned as well was that, um, it, it was just so fun to really create a character with 
the creators of the show versus, you know, sometimes on certain guest appearances, you'll show up on set and they'll say, great, like, we love what you did in your audition. Just do that. And you're like, okay, great. That's fine. But it's fun to like really create every day with, with everyone around you and really feel like you're a part of this, uh, of this show. Yeah. Well, it is a fantastic series and, uh, and I'm going to have to ask, are we going to be able to see a season two of Three Pines? Well, I have not heard anything official, but I have heard a lot of great, great feedback. And we've been number one in Canada, US, UK, Australia on Prime. So I feel like the numbers will reflect some good things. And usually it's all about the numbers. So Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, when I watched... Um, episode seven and eight, I was thinking there has to be a season two. There has to be one. Has to be. <laughs> it would be cruel. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. And uh, But I want to ask you about another role that you have done um, that, I, I, that I want everyone to see, but you starred in the single take movie, Last Call. Now, explain to everybody what single take means and how this movie was achieved. Sure. So a single take feature film is a movie that is above 75 minutes. So short films are under 75. Uh, feature films are over. So our movie is an 80 minute long one take feature where we never, ever cut um, after we say action. So there's no hidden cuts. None of that. So it feels very much like theater on film, which was fantastic as an actor who was trained in theater. It felt uh, just exciting, but terrifying at the same time. And the movie deals with uh, heavy subject matter. It deals with suicide. So uh, the premise of the film is someone is dealing with some mental health issues, decides to call a suicide hotline, misdials, and my character picks up realizes what's going on and decides to try to save his life. So the whole film is uh, split screen, his story on one side, my story on the other, and we're actually on the phone in real time. So uh, it was a very exciting and fulfilling and wonderful experience. And the film has done so well. It's won so many awards around the world and we're so proud of it. People can watch it on Peacock, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and also it's on YouTube. So what were, was it, were you and the other character, were y'all in the same location when this was filmed? We were not in the same location. We were in the same city, but we were in different locations. So uh, on the, the other actor that I was acting with, David Wilkins, he had his own cameraman and his own uh, sound uh, technician. And I had my cameraman and a sound technician on my side. So the first 15 minutes, uh, we were, you know, doing our own thing on camera and then the phone call happens and we connect. So how, so, did, how did, was it filmed in real time? It was, uh, it was really on a phone call. Like uh, we had landlines, we had to actually call <laughs> the phone company and say, well, we actually want to put a landline into this apartment because, you know, we're making a movie and they were like, what? They seemed very confused that we wanted to put a landline into an apartment. But uh, that was the only way we felt secure because cell phone calls drop very often. So we uh, did it over hard line. And, it, you know, it was it was difficult because some takes David was happier with his performance on some takes. I was happier with my performance, but we had to pick the same take because every take was different. 
So we ended up uh, shooting it five times, so five full movies, and we picked the one that we thought was the strongest take. That must have been exhausting. It was. <laughs> it was. We rehearsed the whole movie for 10 days, and then we shot it over uh, four nights. So some nights, uh, if we felt good, we did it again. If we thought the first take of the movie was strong, we would go home and sleep. So we ended up doing it five full times. So that means that the finished cut, the finished movie of Last Call, that all of that is one take. So out of the five, y'all you, you, chose the best. We chose the best, yeah. We chose the second to last one we shot. And also when we completed the film, we had our uh, composer create a score and they came down to the city that we shot the movie in, Windsor, Ontario, and they hired a live orchestra and did the music one time in the morning and one time in the afternoon and picked the best takes. So the music, the score is also performed in one take. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna have to watch Last Call because like I said, it's a lesson in filmmaking and uh, you just need to watch it because you're gonna be shocked that there's no cuts. It is filmed all, all, all 80 minutes is done continuously, which from what I've heard has never been done before. So this is something extraordinary to see. Now, Sarah, I was doing some research and I realized that you performed in the Universal Studios live stunt show, Waterworld. What was that like? And was it a side gig? It was, yes. When I first moved to Los Angeles, it's an expensive city. So I decided to pick up a few side jobs and this one was perfect because it's in my world. It's what I love to do. So I was able to perform in front of 3,000 people five times a day, out in the sunshine, driving boats, driving through fire, zip lining, beating up dudes all day. It was so much fun. It was a great job. I did it for three and a half years and it got me a lot of exposure because it's such a famous show in Los Angeles that when you go out for auditions and they see it on your resume, they're like, you're in Waterworld. And, you know, everyone loves the show. So it definitely helped me out. <laughs> well, how did you get the part to play in a live stunt show? I was actually teaching fitness and one of the other instructors uh, is a stunt performer and she was doing the show and she said, oh, you'd be great for this because I had dabbled in stunts uh, prior in my career. So I showed up to the audition and we had to do a physical, um, like a physical assessment. We had to do some fights and also some acting. And I, I guess she put in a good word for me too, saying she's a great person. And I got hired. It was, it was just a dream come true. It was so much fun. The training was terrifying because I don't like heights and I do have to perform up high in the air. So that was a little bit scary, but I got over it. <laughs> well, it was funny because as I was reading it and realized that you, some of your hobbies were running and fitness, but then mm -hmm. I look at your character in Three Pines, Yvette, uh, Nicole, and realize that uh, she likes, to, in some of the scenes, she kind of snacks a lot. She does. She loves to snack, you know? I think she's the kind of person that probably doesn't plan ahead and bring a lunch. So anytime she sees food, she's, uh, she's ready. <laughs> so did, did you have to, did you have to work out a little bit more after doing certain scenes for three pines? I have to say just going back to Montreal to shoot that show, 
I indulged the entire shoot because the food in that city is so good. There's so many great restaurants and we had a lot of cast members from out of town. So we were always like, let's go eat here, let's go eat there. Um, so I have to say I indulged the whole time, but there is a wonderful mountain right in the middle of that city. And I ran up it many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of project would you like to do next? I think the kind of project that I would like to do next is either a full blown action movie, or I would love to do a Western. Yeah. I grew yeah. up riding horses, so just or a Western action film. That would just be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I love Westerns. I love some of the modern Westerns. And I think here in America with uh, Yellowstone being such yes. a huge, just a phenomenal hit that a lot of people would love to see some brand new Westerns come to the theaters. Yeah, maybe, you know, a Western with a twist, you know? A little genre twist. Uh, yeah, I would love it. I grew up on a, on a farm riding horses, so that would just be a dream come true. Well, what are some, uh, you know, which which actors would you love to work with? I just read Molly Shannon's book, Hello, Molly, and it was fantastic. And just learning about her story and her journey, I want to work with her so bad. I think she would be so much fun to work with. She's a powerhouse. She's obviously very funny. So that would be great. But yeah, I really enjoyed her story. So right now I'm kind of on a, I want to work with Molly Shannon kick right now. Ah, uh, so, so what would your dream role be? Wow. A dream role for me would to be, would be a number one on a show to lead a show. And I think it would be, you know, like, it could be an action show, you know, put a little, put a little alias spin on, on, uh, on a show. That would be fun. Being like being able to play a lot of different characters and be physical in a show would be my, my dream role. Like just do a lot of, uh, how my agent sometimes describes me be a chameleon, a chameleon throughout a show would be really fun. Yeah, that that's it. And, uh, so what is next for Sarah Booth in 2023? 2023 for Sarah Booth is going down to Los Angeles, <laughs> escaping the, the, the winter, um, and definitely just auditioning for uh, a bunch more shows. I have uh, a couple episodes of Murdoch Mysteries coming up, which is, you know, again, staying in the mystery world. I have a show that came out this fall called Transplant, as you mentioned, and hopefully, fingers crossed, season two. Well, let me ask you this because, you know, here's the smash hit Three Pines. Does it change your auditioning? Um, does it make it better if you walk in to do, to try to get a role and they look down and said, oh, that's Sarah Booth from Three Pines. Does, it, does that now kind of get you to the top of the list faster than it did before? It'll definitely help with certain people that watch the show, certain casting directors, producers that recognize the show. Absolutely. It'll put me in a different category because now that I have a series regular under my belt, I'll definitely be auditioning more in those categories. So I'm excited to see what it brings. Mo the most of my work is quite dramatic and this is a little bit on the lighter side. So I feel like that'll probably open up some doors for me to, you know, start to get to know more comedy directors and casting directors 
years and uh, play a little bit more in that world, which I would love. Well, hopefully more phone calls to where you don't have to actually walk into audition. They're like, no, we want her. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> well, I think that dream is getting closer and closer. And ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Booth, who plays Agent Yvette Nicole in the smash hit on Prime Video, Three Pints, eight amazing episodes. If you haven't seen it, it is time you, you start binging on it tonight because you're going to love every episode. You're going to love every character. And again, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for coming onto the program and uh, sharing us your experience. And not only that, the amazing series of Three Pines. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. You're very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, stick around because I will be right back with more. <laughs> 